Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I'm going to be having a discussion about the film Masked Avengers, a 1981 Shang-Chi film. Uh, this stars uh, much of the Venom mob, and it's, uh, uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hand it over to you, Kenny, to give the, uh, to give the plot recap this time. Yeah, so it's a pretty simple movie plot-wise. I mean, we have the, a gang of uh, ruthless killers um, all adorned in masks um, wielding tridents. Uh, and the movie kicks off with a scene where we have someone fleeing from uh, their pursuit and ending up you know, being stabbed multiple times, as you would expect in the Chang chi movie. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, and leave like a bloody trail as he manages to crawl back to um, his, his, his comrades uh, uh, to, to give like a final report on his findings when he was investigating this uh, mysterious gang. Um, and so, you know, that sort of introduces many of the, the characters who we, who, who, we, um, who we'll be following for the, most of the story. Um, and then based on the information given by the dead ally, um, the whole crew sort of heads towards this, um, village, um, you know, that's, that's a bit out of way, not very well known. And there's like two, uh, there's, uh, well, they, they only know of one really like sort of famous person there who's also a martial artist. Um, so they sort of arrive, make inquiries, um, you know, set up a meeting with this sort of influential person. Um... Yeah, and and yeah, in in the meanwhile, we sort of get like a scene where these masked um, killers are, you know, doing some sort of weird ritualistic killing thing. <laughs> so they're they're, they're all like celebrating their latest um, job, I guess. It, it seems to it, 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 it sort of implied that they are assassins for hire. Um, they're smashing these massive jugs of wine and go, hey, hey! <laughs> and for, and, for, and out of nowhere, stab a chicken and start adding their blood to the wine and drinking it. And then like one guy goes, like, oh, this isn't good enough. You know, goes to like a Buddha statue, flips over, and there's like a guy trapped inside there and stabs him in the stomach and <laughs> starts drinking, <laughs> um, you know, this wine mixed with human blood. <laughs> so that, that, that was all a bit strange there. Um, yeah, and they start lighting fireworks and celebrating. So it's gone from like a, 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 a sort of like a, maybe these are just ordinary killers to uh, there's something really strange, really cultish about these people um, that they are you know, actually evil. Um, and you know, there's lots of taunting from the um, so we're sort of at this point we're sort of we sort of set like a hierarchy in, in this gang so there are certain people who wear these gold masks and wield these gold tridents who are uh, dressed as um as the chiefs um of the masked gang and um and you know there's lots of dialogue and you know, they're just making fun of the, the the prisoner they have um taunting him saying that you know oh you expect your family to come rescue you but we've killed all of them and uh, you know bringing out his brother and, and then killing him in front of him before you know before you know slaughtering the the, the guy and drinking his blood as, and continuing to make merry throughout the evening which is uh, a bit extreme i think <laughs> um but then you know so there's the scene abruptly switches to this villa where uh an obviously rich guy is sort of being pampered by his servants. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got like a slave boy sort of like whisking him with a, a fly whisk and, uh, and and these like maid girls doing his hair and makeup. Like, I, I have to be honest, initially I didn't know what gender that person was. I entirely thought it was going to be like a woman. I did too, actually. I had the same reaction the first time when I saw it. Uh, I thought it was a guy. 
Yeah, uh, and, and you know the camera sort of pans around, and you get get you that you see like oh no, it's a very uh, actually it, it's it's a guy, but he's got like a proper sort of makeup, and his hair's done up all per- properly, and you know he so he, he sort of walks out and greets the um, the gang that, that um, I guess the, I, th- I think they're like security escort type people who have been commissioned to uh, investigate the the mass killers, and he, you know, there's like a conversation, um, and. And, and you know the, the gang and the, the escort company you know sets up sets up sets up base in in um you know k- kicking out all the all the people who want to stay and yeah and using that as their base of operations um and you know at, at this point we're sort of uh given a glance at someone else who turns out to be quite important to the story um so there's a cook who uh you know obviously looks a bit yeah, it, it's not very subtle. You, know, you can you can tell at a glance that he is a, a, an important character. You know, he's muscular. He's got a surly look about him. You know, like, he's obviously got something to do with everything going on around there. But you know, they they, they, they gloss over that. Um, yeah, and he he sort of uh, makes it. He sort of eavesdrops here and there, and there are, he gets a few glances from um, the people who think that he might be a bit, a bit suspicious. Because in all honesty, he's acting really suspicious throughout the whole. <laughs> Um, sort of the scene where um, the the rich guy um, sort of come, uh, is conversing with the the escort uh, company, um, and so yeah, so the the the, the, uh, the leader of the escort company, um, I don't know his name actually. Oh, Chi San Yuan, I think it was right. Yeah, Chi San Yuan. Um, yeah, he he sort of yeah talks talks sort of inquires about you know any uh, killings nearby and 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 you know any gang activity that sort of thing and the the rich guy um, what was his name um, um, oh I think that was uh, Lin Yong Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that's like well I don't want to give away plot so but um. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know they're talking, and he's like, "Oh, I have no idea what's going on in this. You know, I might be important here, but you know, everything. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, some people have died, but nothing special, that sort of thing." And uh, and and you know, they're like, "Okay, we'll we'll, we'll be here investigating," and um, for whatever reason, the the rich guy, Yun uh, Chi, was just like, "Oh, well, in that case, I'll stay at the inn with you." And yeah, that sort of sets the whole security company like on. on uh, it gets them really riled up because they're like, this rich guy has his own villa and servants, and you know, yeah, and he's gonna stay at a dingy old inn, you know, with us for what reason? And yeah, there's a whole like sort of discussion where they try to work out what to do. And yeah, you know, the scene sort of you know skips to um, the evening after that, and um, you have yeah the. the, the the rich guy is sleeping in in a room by himself, and the escort company have um set, they've got someone sort of uh, waiting in the room next to him just in case he does anything dodgy. Um, and yeah, this is when things get uh, a bit inexplicable. So yeah, all of a sudden, um, yeah, we have the uh, masked killers, um, uh, popping out from under the beds and like stabbing people. Uh, and and you know they they. they you get everyone running around trying to, you know, see what's happening in the inn. There's like attacks from all angles. Yeah, it's, it's a bit chaotic, um, and and you know, and for, for all of this, you know, there's there's lots of fighting, and the the chef sort of shows that you know he he actually is a, a bit of a martial artist. Um, was that the scene? I think that was the. It was around that time, yeah. When the when the yeah, chef has the, like the, the little, he has like a little sparring match in the kitchen with the two guys. Yeah, because I remember this part was sort of mixed in with another sequence where one of the um, the escort company was uh, infiltrating 
um, Yanji's house yeah, to try they and sent, find incriminating evidence. They sent one guy to watch him while he was sleeping, and they sent the other guy to watch his house. And then the guy at the house ended up getting attacked. Uh, uh, yes, and then the, and then the, um, the mask killer sort of dumped the body at the entrance of the inn, alerting everybody to, to walk out, to run out and sort of investigate what was going on. And then that's when the, the guy who was hidden under the bed all this time suddenly popped out yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, murdered the, the person who was supposed to keep watch on Yun-Chi. Um and then yeah, then the chef was sort of introduced. Uh, he, you know, he he was really badass at kung fu, and uh, well, he he didn't really do any fighting, but he he was more than capable of sort of protecting himself and and sort of helping out the escort company of you know alerting them to any sneak attacks that you know the sneak attacks in, the, in this film are great. You know, you hear this, like a jingling of the trident, <laughs> so it's very obvious to the viewers. Yeah, and it's like, I'm just, uh, 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 yeah, and it's like this masked face will pop out and, you know, looking sinister. And suddenly, you know, <laughs> he's a... <laughs> um, yeah, it was a very loud jingle for our benefit, I think. But, yeah, after that sort of fight scene, um, you know, they meet again and sort of decide that, you know, oh, wait, this can't be Young Chi because uh, um, he was... Under, under guard all this time, and he wasn't able to leave his room. So he must be, there must be someone else who's the the um, the chief. Because um, I think the, the Chinese term that he used was like the trident head, um, and the, the the actual killers were like the tridenters. Oh, that's what their names were. Okay. okay. Yeah, the cha shou means people who use tridents, and then cha tao is the, um, the trident head. Okay, I was I was curious about that because they they couldn't possibly be called the masked avengers, right? Because they're, no, they're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. a lot of avenging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then at this point, you know, we were introduced to another guy called uh, Fang Zhu Guang. I think it was um, Fang Zhu Guang. Uh, the, the the other another influential person, yeah, another yeah. sort of martial artist who's a sort of like a do gooder type. Um, not sure why he was never mentioned until now, but he's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't want to bring suspicion on him because you know we're sort of rivals and that might be a bit unfair. And yeah, you know, it's like the, the, so Young Chi is like, oh, well, you know, you can investigate him. Um, so that's what they do. The, you know, the whole gang sort of spreads out in the streets, starts trading this guy. Um, and and we we get like a sequence of the the chef sort of picking up like a the golden trident and sort of you know twirling about practicing his moves in a really skillful way, unnecessary twelves I think you know some of the some of the sort of moves he was doing was purely um, for the cool factor <laughs> and he's sort of like you know he looks like nostalgically a golden mask and uh, tosses it away in a bucket somewhere <laughs> very secure hiding place the best. Hides yeah. the staff in some hay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, and back to back to the sort of where they're trading this Fang Zhu Guang guy, and um, uh, uh, the well, yeah, and the chef happens to be walking past as they're sort of staking out, and one of the um, so one of the more uh, outspoken uh, members of the security company, I think it was uh, was it Liang Yong? No. Um, what was the name of the guy who wants to befriend the chef? Uh, oh, Chang. That's Chang. Chang Chung. Chang. Ah, uh, Chang Chung. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, he, he sees an opportunity to sort of follow the chef and you know have a chat with him and find out more about him. 
uh, and you know, uh, and that sort of like a little sequence there where he's finding more. You know, it, it's a very like verbal sparring moment where he is probing for information. Like he clearly knows, he, he senses that there's something off with the chef, and, and the chef also sort of knows that he's onto him. So you get this like a very delicate balance of. Um, of a verbal exchange there, um, and you know, all in the while they're sort of like in the kitchen trying to cook, and um, you know, he manages to uh, uh, sort of uh, enrage, I guess would be the best term, enrage the chef by sort of implying that the chef is a cowardly person who's uh, running from his troubles. Um, yeah, you know, and the scene sort of shifts back to the the, the whole um, the trading the Fang guy, um, and what you know, the, the, one of the guys who's who's sort of standing guard sees a girl who's crying, and he buys a toy for her, and yeah, and suddenly jingle jingle, mask <laughs> pops up out of nowhere, and yeah, you know, and he lobs a trident at the at this guy who's trying to comfort this crying girl, and <laughs> and suddenly he's dead. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, back at the inn, yeah, you got um, so they're sort of like preparing for dinner there, and they're sort of making fun of uh, the guy who just got killed. Um, I don't know, his name was a Yang Bao or something, right? I think um, it was yeah, yeah, it was Yang something. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they were like, oh, um, yeah, he's lucky he doesn't he doesn't have to eat this uh, crappy food because it was made by uh, um, the Chang guy, Chang Chung. Um, and, and, and you know, it, it looks terrible as well. They sort of like quickly pan for it, and it's sort of like a mess, a glop, like gloppy messes on plates is what they're sort of serving for. And yeah, you know, they all make, they're all like, oh, the rest of them are so lucky they don't have to eat this pig swill. And and you know, and then suddenly you know, they sort of run in. The, the rest of the, the people run in carrying the corpse of uh, the Yang Bao guy, and uh, and they're like, oh, what happened? He's dead. And uh, and what and you know the, the chef is sort of hanging around. It makes a it makes a snide comment that you know they're all pigs waiting to be butchered or something. Um, it, you know the device is like that. And and one of the guys, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I think he he was uh, Liang Yong. Um, you know, he, he sort of like jumps on him and is like, "Oh, this chef is really suspicious," and yeah, you know, he, 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 we should investigate him. And um, and yeah, you know, the rest are like, "Oh, no, no, just leave it for now. We have to attend to our dead brother first, that sort of thing." <laughs> um, and so they they hatch a plot. So that, so, so so because the, um, the murder happened when they were following this Fang, um, uh, Fang Su Kuang or something, right? Um, uh, they, they sort of conclude that, that he couldn't be the the um, the chief either, but yeah, so, yeah, the, 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 um, they sort of they sort of realize that you know just because either of them uh, um, wasn't a chief doesn't mean that both of them couldn't be a chief or some sort of twisted logic like that, which makes sense in, in context, you know, because they were only really tracking one person at a time, and um, and and so they they had a plot to sort of get them all together in the same room and see what happens, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that evening, um, you have like two uh, of the um, trident chiefs uh, visiting the chef in the night. Who's like uh, they, they they seem to recognize him, but the chef's like playing ignorant. 
uh, and they're like, oh, we'll find your, we'll find your trident and your master, and then you won't be able to uh, pretend any longer. And they're thinking about. So yeah, from this we can sort of infer that nobody, like the organization's a bit shady, and no, nobody knows who any of the other people in the organization are. Um, and but they don't manage to find anything because uh, the uh, Sanyuan guy managed to uh, uh, retrieve the trident and the mask and hide it before uh, anything happened. Mm. So I guess as a sort of gesture of friendship, and he, you know, yeah, and he walks in after the, the the two trident heads leaves and has a conversation with the chef, um, you know, telling him that you know, he he knows and and he 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 I know your plan. Your plan is to infiltrate the uh, the, the the trident killers. Um, oh, I think that was Chang that... Chang Chung that um, that uh, did that, wasn't it? Was it Chang Chung? I think so. I think because he's the one that like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I get, I get the names mixed up. No, that's yeah, okay. Chang I just Chong. wanted to just for clarity. Yeah, it was Chang Chong, the guy who's trying to befriend the chef, who's sort of helping him in the background here and saying, "Oh, I know your plan to uh, um, to infiltrate the the Trident killers by pretending you're a chief." And you know, and, and the chef's like, "What? What are you talking about? You know, what? What if I am the chief?" And he's like, "No, you couldn't be. I think you're a friend." And, and the chef's just like, "You poor naive fool." <laughs> Um, and you know the next day they sort of yeah you know, there's there's a gathering between um, the Fang Su Kuang guy and uh, and um, Lin Yung Chi so so the two influential people in this town as well as the uh, the leader of the security company um, Chi San Yuan and um, Chang Chung as well so they sort of all have a conversation about these killers and you know they're, they're all like oh we have no idea what's going on. Um, yeah, and in the meanwhile, um, you know, the rest of the gang are sort of um, the rest of the escort company are sort of spread out through the city looking for clues, and and what you know, one one of them who was patrolling around um, actually gets killed by a, a gold masked um, a, 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 tr- a trident head. Um, yeah, and, and manages to pull the mask off actually, and, and sees the identity. But we're not showing this, so you know he's like, "Oh, it's you!" So yeah, we we sort of now know that you know it's someone in the escort company who's, uh, or or maybe it's a chef. Like we we don't know. Like it, it, he, he, you know, he recognizes the the person under the mask, and then uh, probably dies before he can say anything. You know, for plot reasons, obviously. Yeah, he lives long enough to hand the mask over to his uh, comrades, but not long enough to utter the name of the person. <laughs> Um, and then you know, I, I, and then we have the um, the the Liang Yun guy, the guy who was always like really um, aggroing against the chef, sort of like being, I know the chef has something to do with this. Runs in the kitchen, wrecks the whole place, trying to find evidence. Um, yeah, obviously not finding um, anything. But then um, <laughs> this was like a weird moment where Chang Cheng sort of walks in, holding the, the mask and the trident, saying, "Oh, it's okay. I already know that he has these items and that he's innocent. Yeah, but you have to believe me." And <laughs> uh, and and then you know the chef is sort of like outside, like he's sort of snuck back in and he's sort of listening to his conversation and um and and he and he leaves and then. Uh, yeah, after everybody sort of cleared the kitchen, you have like the Fang guy and the um, and Young Chi, the Young Chi, um, the rich people sort of walking back in the kitchen and uh, sort of in, look, having a glance around, and then yeah, the both of them sort of make eye contact, and you can see like they're sort of um, 
sizing each other up and and you know, they're like oh we're looking for an old friend eyebrow waggle <laughs> yeah and, and oh me too and then i'm like i think yeah and, and it's like oh yeah that guy's definitely our old fr- uh, an old friend and oh okay and then they both leave <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so uh, and then we sort of like get a chase sequence where they're sort of trying to uh, chase down the chef um and it's like a fight scene uh, between um uh the Yang young guy who's you know who's always gunning for the chef and um and, and the chef who actually his name was a uh, Gao Yao I think it was yeah Gao Yao played by Philip Kwok yeah he's uh one of the uh, lead big venoms. ones yeah 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 I, I, if that you know if you're familiar with the Venom's series I guess then uh, you probably have recognized him and you would know that a big name actor like uh, like him wouldn't be a nobody in the background right? <laughs> yeah he's usually one of the leads so you know he's... yeah and so yeah there's like a light sparring thing um yeah we have uh Yang Yong who uses like a saber and we, we find out that um, Chi San Yuan uses a fan to fight um, and you know they, they, they sort of uh, they just you know they, they fight and then he he escapes uh, and um, and what's his name uh, uh, Chang Chung helps him escape you know by yeah you know, holding like, sort of waving the mask in the trees like pretending that there's a, a trident killer there and uh, luring them away so that the chef can get away. And yeah, the chef sort of, uh, he tells the chef that they'll meet again or whatever. And so he sort of, and then he goes back with his um, security company folks and back to the inn and where they have a conversation, you know, where um, uh, Liang Young is very adamant still that the chef is the killer, uh, is, is, is the uh, head trident, and that they should uh, should chase him down. And and uh, wow, yeah, we 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 have. Um, Chang Chun, who's like, no, he's my friend. I believe in him. He doesn't do this sort of stuff. <laughs> Knowing him all, for all of two days, mind you. <laughs> uh, a very deep level of trust Friendships there. are uh, forged pretty quickly in the martial world, I've noticed. <laughs> they are. It's one of the tropes as well, isn't it? You, know, you meet someone and suddenly you, there's a spark suddenly there. Suddenly brothers. <laughs> yeah. I got, his, I got his name. Now we're, now we're best friends forever. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and after that, you know, he's sort of waiting for the chef to return, and the scene cuts um, to the the um, the trident killer. Then, I guess, would be the best word. Um, and you know, we, we we see like an elaborate sort of you know, they're walking through like a temple, and then there's like secret mechanisms where, for whatever reason, they have a door made of blades that opens up when you do something. That door um, is bloody. That door is so cool. Yeah, that door. Yeah. I saw that door, and I was like, "This door has to do something. It has to kill somebody by the end of the yeah. movie, or I'll be very disappointed." <laughs> I, was, I, I saw that door, and I was like, "That is so smooth. I love it." <laughs> I honestly just thought it was for pizzazz at first. I was like, "I don't even see it killing a person. It's just a really cool way to go through a door." Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, sort of like led towards the inner sanctum of, of the um, the Trident Killers headquarters, where yeah, you know, we we have this weird scene of um, the Trident Killers sort of sat opposite uh, scantily clad women, presumably meditating or um, cultivating something or other. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it sort of highlights the yeah, you know, you know, we've already seen this cultish aspect of uh, drinking blood, but now they're sort of using. God knows what immoral cultivation methods to try and increase their strength or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, and then um, 
they sort they, they yeah it's um the the two you know uh, trident heads sort of they're sort of wet, um i don't know i don't think they're wearing their mask i can't remember but it was like this moment where they were like since we already know who we are our identities we no longer have use for these masks and they sort of like just take it off and uh, and you know and shock shock and surprise you know it's the uh um um Ling Yang Chi and Fang Su Kuang, you know, the, the the two rich guys who 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 you know we, we were introduced to and were the only feasible people who could have led the gang, really. Um so yeah, we, and that's that's how we find that you know we, we find out two out of the three uh trident heads in that scene already. Um and yeah, they they, they sort of uh, form a a plan to get uh, to, I think to get rid of the security company just because, you know, they they're, they're prying a bit too much. Hmm. And yeah, you know, meanwhile back at the inn, you, um, Chang Chung is still waiting for the uh, for Gao Yao to um, come back. Uh, and yeah, you know, the Liang Yun, um, yeah, you know, he comes and taunts him, saying, "Ah, you believed in uh, him. What, what an idiot you are!" Um, and Chang Chung decides to uh, run away, uh, basically in tears, saying, "No, he's my friend. He'd never betray me." <laughs> The tears I just implied, but they're not actually there. <laughs> it's the, a heartbreaking moment for him. Yeah, and you know, I, I, he runs out, and coincidentally, of course, he he runs into a, a golden, uh, you know, a, a, um, a trident head who you know spars with him a bit, but then um, reveals himself um, as Gao Yao, the chef, uh, and they have a conversation where Gao Yao, you know, admits that he uh, was an ex um, trident head. Ranked number two, actually, uh, in uh, among the Trident killers, um, and that he left because you know initially he thought the whole venture was you know a killers for hire, which you know fair enough, you know it seemed it's, it's not that bad, but then they started killing for fun, raping and pillaging, drinking blood, you know things that didn't quite you know <laughs> didn't sit well with Agree him. Agree with you know. his moral compass. <laughs> yeah, I can I can kill for money, perfectly fine, but whoa. Yeah, he was fine with <laughs> being a professional stuff. killer, right? Like he wanted to be a professional yeah. killer, but not the. It was the raping and the um and the killing for enjoyment. I think that yeah. And the they coffee. were getting a bit balmy. They were getting quite out of it, and you know he he sort of escapes, and the the um the number one trident head and number three trident head like swear uh, to chase him down uh, to the ends of the earth and uh, finish him. And he's like, "Hey, we've got masks on. You don't know who I am." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah after that, so yeah they, they sort of like confirm their friendship a bit and uh, um. At this point, we sort of uh, we find out that there was a new number two uh, trident head who was uh, who who you know, performed a great deed like killing some sort of clan leader or something, um, and was rewarded and, and and then they rewarded him with like a whole bunch of gold and you know invited him to sit next to them um, on the podium as a, as their uh, uh, new number two. Um, yeah, and then there's also a lot of rocker celebrations and and. Fireworks and more smashing of wine jars, <laughs> and I think this was where we had the entrails in the wine. Um, yeah, yeah, in the in the in the in the well below the wine, there was some kind of entrails in there. And, yeah, and some of that like bright pink colored blood. Yep, <laughs> the very realistic blood. Um, yeah, they, they sort of dunked the the dunked the guy who got killed um, innards into the pot, and yeah, and yeah, we switch back to the present day where he's like. Um, 
uh, I, I, where where um, was like, okay, I'm I'm going to I, I'm going to leave now, and uh, you should be careful and that sort of thing. And then yeah, you know, while Chang Chung sort of like brooding over that, you know, and and a masked um, a, a trident head uh, appears and starts sparring with him, and he's like, oh, I know you, you're Gao Yao, you've come back, you tricked me, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and after a while, he's like, "Hold on a second. This, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't jest. You know, this is like he's probably trying to kill me." <laughs> uh, and, and you know, he, he uh, and I, I, I can't remember the sort of what order things happened here. So you know, the other two trident heads, so all three trident heads, show up and try to kill him. And he sort of figures out their identity one by one. He's like, "Oh, I, you know, maybe from the way they moved or." Um, from their uh, body well, shape. I think I think he already knew the first and the third, just from kind of figuring that out from who was kind of involved around the area. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah. Gao Yao had told him uh, who the first and the third were. Yeah. And, and then oh, he yeah, figured yeah. out who the other guy was by fighting with him. Um, yeah, and cutting the mask off of his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was a, that was a pretty badass move. <laughs> um, yeah, but unfortunately, you know, he, uh, you know, his martial prowess went up to uh, were enough to fight against all three trident heads at the same time, and he, he gets pinned to a tree like a butterfly. <laughs> um, and, and for whatever reason, the trident heads, in typical Wuxia fashion, don't finish him off and just walk off while he's still alive with like three tridents stuck in him. <laughs> Yeah, in all honesty, you would expect a person suffering that sort of uh, <laughs> injury to die, but uh, yeah, he's sort of holding on there, and these peasants sort of who witnessed, you know, walk past and see um, this person pinned against a tree, and oh, let's not get involved and run away. And as they're running, they sort of, you know, they start talking about it between themselves. And coincidentally, they walk past Gao Yao, who was resting after about five minutes' walk away from <laughs> separating <laughs> with Changchun. And and you know, he hears this, and oh, this person who's pinned against a tree, he sort of runs back and he catches. Um, um, uh, Chang Chen in, in in his final moments, uh, he sort of confirms the identity um, of of the new number two uh, before uh, dying. And, yeah, the scene cuts like in it. where, yeah. Uh, yeah, the deaths are, are, are as protracted as you need them. I guess in, like in the very first scene when we had that guy who was killed by like six um, trident killers, and then managed to crawl all the way back to the, um, the his base of operations and and give a detailed report of where he was and what he'd seen. I mean, yeah, this sort of thing you sort of uh, have to gloss over it. I think in Wuxia sometimes <laughs> sheer willpower. And yeah, so so. You know, back back to story where we're at the inn and and they're, they're all sort of gathered up, worried about Chang Chun and uh, uh, and and there's sort of a hatch a hatch a plan to sort of um, keep patrolling and trying to find any suspicious uh, activity. Um, and yeah, they, they, so as they're patrolling, you get to some of them start seeing like strange activity, like very yeah, with the people who are like collecting secret medallions from uh, pots and pans, and uh, and and find, and carrying suspiciously long objects wrapped up, <laughs> totally not tridents or anything, and bundles that aren't masks, obviously. <laughs> and, and yeah, they, they all sort of start following them um, to find to to. to tell them and see what, what information they can find out. And meanwhile, Gao Yao um, sort of saunters into the inn um, uh, holding his golden trident and uh, it w- and tells them that um, Chang Chen was uh, attacked by the, the uh, trident killers. Um, 
by by the, by the the trident heads actually, and yeah, and obviously Liang Yun takes his opportunity to uh, um, jump all over him, saying, "Oh, you're you're the, you're the trident killer." Um, and you know, and starts to say, "Oh, uh, yeah, with, with your skills, you know, piercing him, you know, k- k- stabbing him through the chest will be no, uh, no trouble." And you know, obviously, we should all surround you and kill you. And you know, the, I, I, you know, I don't remember the exact dialogue, but what he said had like a logical discrepancy in that. Oh, but you weren't there. How did you know he was stabbed through the chest? Well, that, it's well, no, it's it's the 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 guy goes, and yours. He goes, uh, "How do you know about brother Zhang or whatever is dead?" And he's like, what? And they turn around and he's there. In in the corner, leaning against the corner, looking injured, but, you know, sort of like resting. Oh, Bernie style. uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy totally blows his cover. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and then then, (laughs) uh, the Chisan Yuan guy, the the leader of the company, uh, sort of says, yeah, well, he he was acting way too... um, Anxious about the whole thing, so yeah, he, he was pretty suspicious to begin with, and yeah, sort of, yeah, I I believe you, Gaoyao, because yeah, you know, you you brought him back and that sort of thing. And yeah, at this point, um, the, the people out patrolling bring back one of the people, that, uh, one of the suspicious people they were following, um, who was carrying a trident and the mask in the bundle, and they were about to question him when he uh, commits suicide by biting his own tongue. And we have a glorious um, mouthful of pink blood spewing out of, <laughs> out of with, with, with the uh, with the tongue kind of dropping out of his mouth as well. Yeah, plopped yeah. out of, as I recall, into somebody's yeah, hand. Yeah, just, just totally flops out. It kind of it kind of looked like jelly, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, and then you know the scenes off just back to another uh, uh, pair of. Um, um, of, of the uh, com- uh, escort company folks who so I, I followed um, suspicious people to a temple which we recognize as the temple where they do all their uh, post killing celebrations um, so we were yeah we, 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 oh, they're prob- oh yeah even they've struck gold or they're obviously walking to a trap because they were led all the way here and yeah sort of like a, 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 a woman appears out of nowhere um, who was apparently known to them. I think it was like a second sister or a martial sister of some she sort. She was the girl that's kidnapped that um that gets raped. I think that they um yeah. that um, ah, yeah. that that so Yao Yao left over. Yeah, I, I believe she's walking around dazed, spinned, um, yeah. completely off, drugged off. or um, yeah, drugged or just otherwise just besides herself with woe at being raped. Yeah, and, and, and you know, all of like five seconds of her screen time later, she gets stabbed in the back by a, a trident Sorry. killer. <laughs> and yeah, there's like a massive fight scene there with the two uh, brothers trying to hold off um, the horde of uh, trident killers and failing because there's so just so there's just so many of them. And for whatever reason, at this point, the uh, trident heads decided it was no longer necessary to mask themselves and. Uh, um, Oh, I think it's just one, one and three decide not to mask themselves and and sort of show up to taunt the brothers a bit, tie them to statues and uh, and spin them around for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> they spun them around like a like a like like at the magic show where they throw knives at the person on the on like the 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 rotating circle. Yeah, uh, yeah, the boards. Yeah, yeah, and, and but instead of. Daggers, they throw but the, the, the trick in this one isn't that it misses them, it's that it gets dead sensor yeah. on each. 
yeah, and and then and they sort of leave them alive, and uh, and yeah, you know, they hatch a plot to sort of loudly say what their plan was. Oh, we will retreat to our hideout at the back of the temple so that they could yeah you know, pass the message on when the uh, um, when the rest of the security company um, finally catch up because they, uh, presumably at this point um, yeah they assumed that Gaia would have told them um, all uh, t- t- told them about the, the, their real identities and they'd be chasing after them. So they all, they, they all sort of retreat and they, they catch the, uh, one of the brothers in his dying moments. He's like, oh, at the back of the temple, <laughs> there's a switch that opens a door. Uh, and, you know, and this is where that funky door comes in. Yeah, they find the mechanism quite easily. The door, like, slides open. Uh, and, you know, they sort of let go, look at each other. And one of them tries to walk through. Um, and, you know, we, we as the viewers sort of know that when they leave the switch for a few seconds, it's sort of the door shuts itself in a very abrupt manner. Uh, and one of the guys who just gets basically sliced in half by this razor door. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, and then, you know, despite the, the, the deaths, you know, they sort of run in and we're back at the, the sort of long hallway where the, the, the pre where the scene where the, uh, Trident killers were sort of meditating opposite naked women. Um, except, you know, it's all like, they were actually naked. They, they, they were scantily clad. I think if, 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 if the movie were uh, rated 18, they'd probably be completely naked. But <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, the whole the whole area is sort of like curtained off, and they're not sure what's going on. So they start like inching forward, and suddenly, um, no one thought to check behind the curtains or anything. Um, you get these tridents flying out, and the trident killers are waiting in the ambush. And uh, we have, and then you have like the one of those like glorious. Uh, um, fights, these choreographed fight scenes, and, yeah, like lots of like flipping and, fl- and flying around, and um, yeah, multiple Trident people ganging up on the um, Chisanya and the leader, and um, Kaoyao showing that you know he's a badass with a Trident. Uh, and then you have like a really, uh, I can't think of a better word to describe, other than a hammy moment where like a platform descends from the back of the room with one of the tri- Trident leaders, you know, with his arms crossed, yeah, slowly being lowered by something. Um, yeah, and it's uh, yeah number three, yeah, because they, they have to they have to descend in like mini boss order, right? Number three, number two, number one. So yeah, he sort of appears in the badass moment and and. Uh, yeah, and he's like stands there looking at the um, the security company, and you know several of the, several of them try to rush at him, but yeah, they, they trigger uh, an arrow trap in the wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which you know, finishes them off, I think. Hmm. Uh, and then um, I think actually what they also did was. Um, so, so then the security company also sort of tries to use a trap against them by pushing some of the uh, the uh, the the other tried killers. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you know, and then finishing a few of them off that way. But you know, so the, the fighting sort of becoming you know, more and more fierce. You know, now that you have like a trident head joining in, um, and another uh, and a platform, you don't see it go back up, but it starts ascending again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and this like this time it's number two the the uh, Lang Yusrong guy who you know has been traveling with them all this time and he stands there and yeah one one of the the security guys is like obviously very agitated and he wants to rush over but Kao Yao is sort of, like stopping him and 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 number two decides to start doing circus tricks with his trident so so gratuitous 
So, so good to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know how you, like, you get back and twirling? He's basically doing that with a trident. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, I honestly I, thought he was going to throw it. Yeah, me too. Actually, like, <laughs> and then Kyle yeah, like, scoffs at him and you know it, ignores his uh, theatrics and turns back around and starts killing all the other Trident killers. And yeah, you know, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the guy who was sort of holding back decides that he can't stand it anymore. And he rushes at number two, uh, and then obviously more traps are triggered and acid sprays out, and you see him sort of melting on the ground, going pain, going. Argh! Yeah, you know, and and then number two joins the fray. <laughs> so so yeah, it's getting a bit chaotic. A lot of the people that like, the standard trident killers are, are dead, and you're left with also the, like the big wigs. You have um, yeah, you know, one or two uh, of of the security company people left, and then you have the leader Chi Sanyuan and Kao Yao, the uh, ex number two left, sort of fighting it out. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then the doors close, and then so so because the whole area, so it turns out there's actually doors. They close, and um, some some of the people, yeah, and knives, and, you know, and, and the the trident killers force um, one of the security, the, one of the last, I think, the last uh, remaining security person who's not um, the leader or Kaoyao on against the door, and knives just shoot out of these holes as well and impale him and the doors open again and the platform descends and you have number one this time flanked by uh, his servant boys who haven't really like done much the whole the whole series other than trying to fan him in the background um drunk at the start yeah and the drunken sleep in the side and then, and then yeah there's a massive fight scene and um i don't remember who killed them actually um well, that's not terrible. I mean, that's the the big fi- final battle, so it's not a, yeah. uh, you know. Um, I think the key thing there is that's where the climax occurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, and, and they're all sort of uh, fighting and, and people more, more people dying, so now we're just left with the big wigs, the, the big three um, against Kao Yao and uh, Lee San Yuan. Um, and, yeah... Uh, and, and you know, slowly but surely, um, Kao Yao manages to, to get uh, take the advantage on um, one of them. I don't remember which one it was actually. Um, yeah, the, the, they were sort of fighting in formation. The, the, the three uh, trident heads, uh, sort of tossing tridents around and jumping around in circles and doing all sorts of fancy stuff. Um, and. Um, yeah, well, and they managed to finish. I think it was uh, number was it number three off first. I forget yeah, the I, order in which they died. I think I yeah, think well, it might have been number three first, but I, I yeah, I think I think it was in in sort of um, power level orders again. Number number like three, three was, two one. Yeah, I yeah. think it was like three two one. Number three was killed, and then Li San Yuan was injured by one of the tridents, and yeah. and and then they managed to kill number two, and then the last uh, yeah number number one trident head sort of puts up a really good fight, and he does this weird thing where where he sort of flicks all these tridents into the air, and you think he's going to do something epic like um, you know bash them away at the at the at the protagonists or something, but in reality, well yeah, all, all that happens is that somehow um, Kaya manages to trip him, and yeah. And then, and then with the cooperation of Li San Yuan, they sort of lift him up into the air so that he gets impaled by the tridents that he tossed up. That's a that's a very awesome finale too, because they kind of suspend him for yeah. for the yeah, uh, with the tridents. Yeah. Um. So so that was the recap. So what did you guys think of the movie? What was your what was your opinions? 
it was very interesting. Is uh, how I'll lead. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. Like it was, I, I, for you know, from my point of view, it was a typical uh, Wu Sha sort of movie. It starts abruptly and it ends abruptly. Um, you know, it's it sort of they dive straight into the the meat of it. So, you know, they, so you, within the first five minutes, you know that you know you have a bunch of killers, uh, and there's obviously going to be some sort of. The whole, the whole movie is just going to be centered around these masked, grotesque-looking people who use these tridents. Um, the rest of it, yeah, they sort of try to set a, a tone where it's uh, a bit of a mystery, but uh, I guess, as you would expect, it was, they weren't very subtle with uh, all the characters and, uh, and and with their clues, I guess. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I... I, I yeah, I, well, to be honest, I didn't really think um, that the Liang Young guy who was with um, them the whole time was number two. Um, so, you, so that was a legitimate I, surprise I, I, for did, you. I, I didn't expect which one it was, but I thought that it might be a betrayer from within the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was sort of hinted at. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know it would be him. But then, yeah, as as it went on, you know, they made it too obvious in that he was always too aggressive against uh, pointing out Kao Yao, the chef, yeah. was uh, um, and, guilty. And I watched it twice for the review, so I watched the the subtitles, then the dubs, and I actually kind of noticed the second time around they they telegraphed even like there were like little indications of of some of these things earlier in the movie that um, like people exchanging a glance and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I spent about five minutes admiring the sideburns and the eyebrows. Yeah, the the costumes in general. Uh, I think you either like Cheng costumes or you don't. Um, I love you know. I love the costumes, but the sideburns. I mean, I've got another monitor and I've got the movie up here, but they really just stood out to me because I think about ninety percent of the uh, force that was kind of banded together to fight against the um, to fight against the kind of like masks. The killers, um, the Trident killers, they just had these huge kind of fuzzy sideburns on, which just looked so great. I love them. But also, I've got to say something that threw me for a loop, and I, I kind of really did enjoy it. But I really wouldn't want to be a character in this movie particularly, because every time somebody dies, all they can think to do is just stand around, look there for about thirty seconds, and then just walk away. <laughs> Oh, you mean the other people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just every single time somebody dies, just look at them for a bit. Uh, okay, carry on. I guess yeah, they're very task oriented in this movie. After somebody dies, they get right back into it. I suppose. Uh, yeah, there is sort of well, a yeah. It doesn't put much much threat to the actual people as well in the in the task force. You know what yeah, it is too. I think it's by the guy. You know. This is a world where where life and death just hang in the balance, and you could you know you could oh die God. at any moment, and so it's uh, I I think I don't know how any proper legendary heroes come about. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that you know all they yeah whenever there was a corpse, you know they all they had to do was sort of like wave their hand and immediately get like like six of them coordinated, lift the corpse up and carry it with them. So <laughs> they were all very well practiced at the whole. Yeah, yeah, they're a little too practiced, I suppose. They, 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 there must be pretty accustomed to the leader uh, guy he just goes around from place to place just bringing loads of people together and then just throwing them corpse by corpse at a problem until it goes away but uh yeah i don't know but it, it was de- i mean it, uh, i i think too the um uh a, a, a lot a lot of these movies the, the they they kind of 
I would almost say they're operatic, the way that they move from one thing to the next sometimes. And so I think that's probably the real sort of reason. It's kind of like, um, you know, it's it's like it's got to move to the next step in the in the story. There, it was only, what, like an hour and 25 minutes or something? It was fairly... Yeah, an hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, it was it's fairly short. short, but a lot kind of happened in that time. So. A lot, An awful lot did happen, and I did like uh, a fair bit of the character progression in it as well, which is quite fun. Um the character costumes were great. The fight scenes were really where it shone out, though. I loved the fight scenes. There was a lot of cool kind of trident juggling and stuff in them. Um, cool jumps as well, which you can tell, you know, had, had the wires used and everything, but you don't really expect much more I think, than that. Actually, I think some of them might not have been wires because, um, and I don't know for sure, but I know that uh, a lot of these guys were like Venom Mob. And and they're they're kind of known for being very talented. And if you look at the uh, if you look at the the database info on the movie, uh, a lot of the actors did the action choreography, and they all have like oh, yeah. background in like acrobatics and. Uh, well, I, I, I meant I meant like uh, for example when Gao Yao is being attacked, and um, I can't remember his name, but the guy who gets stabbed by the three trident heads. Um, oh. He, yeah. Helps him out by kind of waving around the uh, by chucking out the trident and by waving around the mask, and then they kind of leap over the walls a couple oh, of times. Oh, that okay, yeah. I thought you, I was just thinking of the flips. In no, the... I didn't mean in, in the actual fight scenes, the choreography was extremely smooth. Um, the way they handled weapons as well. I loved the fight scene, um, where it was the three trident heads against uh, the one guy. Which eventually led to him getting stabbed in the chest, of course. But just the whole choreography of that was fantastic. There were so many stabs to the chest, and the the, the tridents were perfect for that too. I noticed, like the tridents were yeah. were very perfect for the, for for just kind of impaling people in the chest. Um, but you've got to wonder exactly how they made those perfect incisions and stuff. Like uh, at the point where the guy literally gets a trident rammed throughout his entire body and then pulled out the other side. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that was something. So it actually went through. A, that, the, that, was, that was right of a thing where he was buying the uh, the kid, uh, yo yo. Oh, or oh yeah, yeah. The guy he had like the puppet and he got uh, he got stabbed. <laughs> yeah, it's a stab through his belly and it's, and the prongs came out his back. So that was and like a bit. The guy pulled the trident out that way as well. Was was the kind of aesthetic of it? One second, let me just see if I can find it quick. I like to the thing I like about these movies is the they sort of keep you can see everything like it's all full frame and so whenever there's any kind of physical action going on it's not like they're editing and putting it all together you get to see what yeah, everybody's they, 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 doing. Yeah, so I remember watching a video um, on YouTube, so I think it was every frame of painting, where they sort of highlight the differences between uh, mm. Eastern action movies and sort of Western action movies. Because, you know, it, I'm, you know not, 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 I'm not saying everyone in, in, in Asia is trained in martial arts or anything, but when they do action scenes, they tend to have people who know how to, you know, to do to do martial arts and so they don't have to use like fast cuts they don't have to shake the camera mm. they can just sort of yeah zoom out and you know let you see the whole picture and the actors themselves have enough talent um, and practice to be able to pull off convincing looking uh fight scenes and um and then, but then you can compare that to something like um you know a western martial arts movie um or, or not martial arts movie but an action movie yeah when someone punches the camera swings with you so that you saw it can be very dizzying sometimes in the way that they do all this fast camera work yeah. uh and you know and, and i think in this movie you know we 
it's one of the mass fight scenes where you get the whole thing sort of zoomed out and you can sort of see everything going in the background as well was uh, pretty well done i thought yeah especially these ones because i think this is a like these these shaw brother films with the venoms especially you just get like you get the full frame and you get to see everything and they'll and they'll track and follow the actor as he's like flipping and doing all kinds of acrobatics and you know it's not like a stunt double or something most of the time so that's the that's what i really appreciate about a movie like this is um it's just you know you like you'll sometimes you'll get movies where it's like it's visibly a different person flipping through the air, um, which yeah. I understand because not everybody can do a flip. But a lot of these actors, you know, you know Philip Kwok does flips in like virtually every one of these movies that I've seen him in, um, and uh, and they're all you know like the and the guy that played uh, Chi San Yun is also I think his name is uh, Chang Cheng. He um, he also uh, you know is is you know is like an action choreographer. So I mean. They just have a. Um, they just bring that physicality there. Um, I just found the part that I'd mentioned before with the whole trident through the chest, and it wasn't the one that I mentioned actually, but it was at the same place. Uh, minute forty-one of the movie. It's a nighttime scene um, where a person has gone to that area to kind of investigate, um, and it's at that point that somebody is filled with deputy's um, position, which is uh, the guy who's part of the party. And there's a guy oh, there who yeah, stabs yeah. him from behind and pales him through with the uh, trident so that he goes out the other side, goes up to him and pulls it out, but has the mask removed. It was a bloody movie. It was a very bloody... I mean, there were some scenes where blood was streaming out of people's bodies. Um, oh, yeah. Very wait. satisfying. You know which one I liked? I liked the spatula to the neck. That was the one that really... Uh, <laughs> I think it was a spatula. It was a spatula or it was like something for for uh scooping up ash i don't know which one it was but he took it and he just stabbed the guy yes, right in the I neck think, with i it. think it was a spatula that's yeah. what i thought when i saw yeah. it yeah spatula fish slice yeah that, that was a pretty interesting uh moment interesting oh. <laughs> and yeah uh, not to detract from the the special effects or anything but <laughs> yeah sometimes yeah like you mentioned when he gets stabbed through the body um you'd expect a lot more guts spilling out because you have a whole trident passing through someone's body and yeah all, all you get is like a splash of blood on, on, on the well run. later on actually um when it's revis- revisiting the temple um it gets to another wine scene and yeah. the guy chucks his trident in and you can see there's a bit of uh in a intestine yeah bit, bit of bowel which is in the wine seeping out blood and stuff which they're all partaking of yeah, doesn't seem particularly hygienic, honestly. No, yeah, I, I was curious what the whole blood drinking because I got like the whole we're paid killers that makes total sense, but I was a little. Yeah, I, the, I, whole, the whole blood drinking thing might be why they're going so kind of crazy and stuff. Mm. Like they may have thought to try it out one time just to make themselves seem extra hard and extra crazy and stuff. Yeah, I just I just but, found myself curious about that. Um that part of the film like you know i almost kind of wanted them to get a little bit more into that you know because it was, it was like well, clearly something yeah, deeper I, I is are, they are they trying to do it to gain powers or yeah. are they just psychopaths cannibals or what now how did, I you get guys, how did you guys find like the the number of characters and all that were you did you find it confusing did you find that there was a solid you know uh the costumes number? The costumes help to identify who you'd have to kind of like remember or not remember. So in the, in the kind of like party that um, the main kind of 
uh, investigator brought along, you see that a lot of them just have very simple blue clothing and stuff. Mm. You don't really get their names. You kind of know not to bother with them. Some of them have kind of like open-chested shirts, uh, which are more like jerkins and stuff. And most of them are names, and so you remember to kind of remember their names. But they're the kinds of ones who've died first. Yeah. Um, then you get the enemies who've got all their kind of ex- more expensive clothing, and you know that you're supposed to remember their kinds of names because you know they're going to be important. And Gaoyao, of course, there's such a huge build-up to finding his name. You know, he's he's like a Eastern princess or something who's just yeah, because they, they don't even mention his name like until like the second half of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy has to go, what's your name? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to tell you my name. And then he's like, oh, no, that's sad. And he goes, Gao Yao, staring off, you know. <laughs> um, you know, so I think that as far as remembering people's names go, at first it seems like a daunting task because there's just so many people, but just look at the costumes. Yeah, the, co- the costumes, I mean, they really do uh, help you remember. Like sometimes people will kind of poke fun at the, the costumes and the well, director's I'd, I'd movies. Say it's, but... I'd say that it's, it's, it's quite good, actually. You know, you've got a very neutral blue for all the kinds of troops who are going to just die as fodder. You've got a kind of paler light blue with some kind of bordering and stuff, silver bordering for the more main characters or white clothes or even possibly some kind of green, I think there was. Um, the kind of bodyguards to the Trident Head Number One, um, the two ones who had the kind of like yellow accessories, they were wearing more yellow, and that seems a bit more neutral. There were only two of them. They don't seem as striking, so I knew that I didn't really have to remember their names, but they are much more notable characters because of their costume. The costume really does help keep track of people. I find in it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it. Did. I think they did, and and they also they add a lot of visual contrast too. Um, mm. you know, between, and, and I think they kind of carry some of the character, like the personality, like, it, again, it's kind of operatic. So I think a lot of the personality is also, uh, transmitted through the costumes and the weapons and the fighting styles. So, yeah. Well, there's a thing of, uh, Stephen Fry, who's kind of like an English comedian in the past, he was doing a thing with Hugh Laurie, um, a little bit of Fry and Laurie. And whenever Stephen was going to take on a kind of female role or a kind of female character and kind of be doing that, he'd get a hat. And he'd say that he wouldn't know what the hell he was doing or any lines or anything like that until he got the hat and put the hat on. Mm. The hat made the character. Okay. Yeah, I, and, think, uh, I think like the costumes do that here. They uh... Very, very enjoyable, though. Um the the traps and stuff I found to be quite funny. Yeah, the traps were really good. I I like the um I, I there's a movie by the same I think it was by the same director called House of Traps. Um, mm. that's got even more. But I liked you know this kind of brought some of that in with uh in the final scene where the, you have the you have the bladed door and then the acid spray trap and then like the spiked door trap. Um, and I'm probably I'm, there might have been some others too that I'm forgetting. Um, but yeah, that, that final scene, I really liked the, you know, like the lowering the guy on the, on the pillar, like you were saying, and, uh, and, and just, you know, the, the you know, the, there was something like, you know, I don't know, I think it like, I'm, you know, we're all gamers. So I think those yeah. kind of scenes I appreciate because I'm looking at them through the lens of a game master who's like, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, that looks like a really cool headquarters that I can, I can, I can use in a session. Um, 
but I think the door for me was like the crowning achievement of the of, of the headquarters. As soon as you saw the door, you kind of went, "Oh yeah, this this place is kitted out." <laughs> and speaking of like mechanism stuff, what what were your thoughts on sort of the 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 body? Like I guess desecrating would be the word I'd use. Um, desecrating the statue of Buddha as a torture instrument, and all the weird sort of um, religious symbology that you sort of getting here with like crucifying people with a trident against the. Yeah, I didn't. I mean. I guess I guess I wasn't sure of the, um, you know, like like what the significance of that in terms of the symbolism was meant to convey, but it was very striking visually, like that they open up this Buddha statue and there's a guy encased in it, and then they're you know, um, they're they stab him in the belly and a, like a fountain of blood just starts gushing yeah, out, and, and 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 it's like a. Um, but I didn't, I you know, I'm sure that there's somebody with better knowledge that could read into the symbolism there. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't look too deeply though. I just thought, wow, that's a striking moment. You know, I've, I've honestly got to uh, say, and it's actually contradicting um, myself earlier, but the the door, it's actually, I've just realised a terribly inefficient trap. At best, you're going to kill one or two people in it, and then everybody's going to figure out how it works well that's exactly what happened in the movie right literally only one person dies from it and for the setup to it the kind of thing and how much we're kind of going on about it it's very visually striking very visually cool but can you imagine how costly it would be to actually set that up and, and how dangerous it is for them to go through their general everyday lives having to interact and navigate that door and make sure they hold it there for long enough and just nip through oh shit no i left my keys on the other side i better reach my arm for oh shit it's gone you know <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, sure, I'm sure there was a it, it definitely i think i think that it wouldn't hold up to a uh, uh an audit of uh of all the, you know <laughs> yeah but, but, but i, I think just, with the I door that i just feel as if this it, it, it goes along with a general craziness of this gang that they actually thought to implement this the leader obviously when we need some really cool door that'll kill people if they don't quite do it right or whatever you know just just like one person and uh everybody went yeah sure let's go along with it let's spend all 500 gold tails that we got from the last five assassination missions on on one door well and these are also i mean this is like a really rowdy um sect what, what did you say that they were called in in the chinese kenny you said they're just called the tridents they're yeah the well, I guess Trident Killers is probably the best uh, way to go about it. Okay. Because um, yeah, in, in the subs, they were just, they kept calling them the masks, right? Like, uh, yeah. So the so the Tridents and then the Trident heads. But I mean, like the whole scene where they're um, you know, where they're like giggling as the uh, you know at at the prospect of drinking human blood, and and yeah. and then they, and then again they keep smashing. That was a curious thing too, and they were smashing the 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 wine jugs into into the well. I was not a hundred percent clear on what the. Uh, I mean, it looked cool, but I didn't know what they were uh, like. Why they kept doing that over and over again? Um, yeah, they did, they did it three times throughout the whole movie when they, when yeah they were all just smashing these. And I was throughout all of those scenes, I was just thinking, wow, imagine like if you get a glass of this wine and you get like ceramic shrapnel down your throat. I mean, that cannot be a nice way to go. <laughs> no, but it was very. I mean, I would imagine the shards would be pretty big. The yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's it was not, all part of like a ritual. Glass. 
Would that would that it have did, been? It did seem to be a bit like part of a ritual, but there was nothing that explained about what the ritual was for. And literally, the, the ending of it is very abrupt. And you've also got to wonder if it was really worthwhile in the end for the heroes. Yeah, and that I don't. And, yeah. and a lot of times too. I mean, I don't know if this was based on on a novel or not. I couldn't really find that information uh, when I tried to look it up today, but. Um, but a lot of times that is the case. And so sometimes that means that there is deeper backs, like there'll be something that appears in the movie very briefly, like them smashing a bunch of wine jugs. And it turns out when you go and read the book that there's like a very logical explanation for why that's there, but you have to read the book to know. I don't know if that's the case here. Um, I was very curious about that. You've also got to think the only real winner at the end is Gaoyao. I mean, he started off with nothing and he kind of ends up with nothing. But he's the only one who leaves without having lost everything else on the way. Yeah, because the head around. of that security company loses all of his guys, basically, right? Like all, all of his, his men are dead. Single one of his men, including like three or four famous people and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even con- – that just dawned on me. Like all of his men are just gone. They're all dead by the but, end of that But movie. also you've got to think about the fact that the, the, um, the Trident Killers – they were still hired assassins and they were hired to assassinate those two families or whatever that were connected to that company. And now that company is completely destroyed apart from one person. You don't even think about the implications of the people who hired the Trident Killers to do this job. They've gotten away completely scot-free as well. The only person who knows about them is Gao Yao and we don't know if he's going to associate further on with uh the head of the of the company no that's yeah that's true that's true and and he does seem sort of like the solitary sort so i I don't imagine that he would very much so and he wasn't friends with him that much in the first place the only friendly interaction they really had was that he heard him out um rather than taking the the trust of who turned out to be the second in command of the trident heads so yeah so i guess I guess it's a very grim ending, is what. Uh, it is. It is a very though. grim ending, and I think that there's there's a very large amount of callousness towards human life in it as well, because just so many vast amounts of people die in this movie. Um, you, you said that you were counting like a lot of the kind of like little plot threads. That yeah, were left and, and that, movie. and I honestly wasn't even keeping track of the deaths, um, except yeah. for the major ones. I, I mean, mean, the major like, ones like I was keeping. How many deaths there are amongst the the Trident heads, uh, the Trident killers, and also the the company. And I I believe that the Trident killers were pictured to be larger than the company itself as well. But and you know, all of them were killed. You know what's interesting though, because I do watch I watch a lot of movies like this, and in some of them, like especially the Shang Chi ones, you know, death life is kind of cheap in a lot of his movies. Yeah. and so, and I've also seen a lot of movies where life isn't cheap, where the where the consequences are sort of starkly presented to you, and sometimes I find it more unnerving when I'm watching one where life is cheap and people just kind of move on because it doesn't seem like the normal reaction. And so, well, it's it's, it's, it's the, the moving on thing. I think I think is less alien than the fact that these people don't show much more caution further on. But the, the, the people depicted in these, the underlings, are completely selfless and oh, don't really have kind of any any intention to save yeah. their own skin. Even the heroes don't necessarily. That character who's kind of there, just going, oh, you know what? I might 
I might just hightail it if it gets too hot for me. Even a lot of the main characters have a tremendous disregard for their own lives. Um, exactly. You know. Like, for example, going free against one with a trident heads rather than running away. No, that's a good point. I mean, I I don't know now. Now what? Now what is your um? What is your assessment of that? What do you? Uh, what is that conclusion? Does that lead you to? Well, I'd say that it it tends to be kind of prevalent in these kinds of martial arts movies and stuff. But I'd find that a lot of the time, well, you can you can take it this way: the the people who aren't going to get remembered, if you're going to try and liken this all up to an actual kind of mindset um the people who kind of had names before they died they're the ones who really have their deaths announced mm -hmm. do, do you get what i mean yeah the, they, they can see it through the adventure but the other people um the ones kind of subordinates and not considered as strong when they die they are just accepted to have died there is no mention for them there is no standing around and staring at their body or anything in times of peace, maybe they get a bit more respect, but in times of war, they are they're left behind. So it could be that they're possibly trying to die in some kind of honourable, respectful way or whatever that might get them mentioned in the future. But it seems like a very callous kind of thing to them for them to be thinking of in the first place. And the only other thing that I can liken it to is just a complete naivety of all these characters. <laughs> well, I think part of it too is there's like I. So, I mean, Cheng Xie's whole thing is he was, I forget what he called it. I think, I think they, they usually translated into staunch masculinity. Like that was sort of like the way that he did martial arts. Like a stiff upper lip sort of thing. A stiff upper lip and but... just like, you know, like a real drive to, you know, like the, 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 the most glorious thing that can happen is you can perish in a bloody you know, uh, a, a bloody sort of, you know, the twirl awesome. of swords and yeah. Um, so, so, so I don't yeah, know. Well, my dad could beat you up if he was alive. He took down 75 of the, you know, emperor's fire warriors. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of thing. Like, cause they even mention at the, uh, midway to the film, they mentioned two heroes. Remember they mentioned, um, I think whirling sword of the, <clears throat> I think it was the Han family or something like that. And there was another family that had like a big hero. And so you get this sense that there's like these, you know, these heroic figures uh, looming over everything. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I always view the, the violence in a film like this as cathartic violence. Um, and, and so it's almost like... It, it kind of feels as if the violence is, is very, very... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of highbrow, but... but it's it's extremely well organized violence, but the actual causes for it is simply because there's too many strong people without much to do. I think. Well, and I think that's the um, you know, when you have it, like seems, a, it seems to be a lot of young people testing each other. Well, I think I think that's the other aspect to it. A lot of the characters tend to be young men that are um, you know, skilled in martial arts and weapons and Top sure as well and want to kind of prove their yeah. worth against each other and take it too far and go to the death. But I think also in any setting where there's like a martial world like that, you have the um uh you know, the natural the natural outcome of, of people training to fight and wanting to fight is that, you know, you end up with, with maimed and the killed strong prayer upon the weak yeah. and all that, yeah. Well not just that, but just that you end up with, you know, trails of bodies. 
Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Kenny? Or no, I was just thinking. Yeah, to me, um, a lot of their sort of deaf stuff. It fits in with like this like Chinese saying where death is as light as of heaven and it can be as heavy as uh, the mountain, right? Uh, yeah, and, and these sort of situations where, if, yeah, the, the, the deaths might seem light to some people. For for them, yeah, it's it's probably heavier than we we imagine it is because we know that they, they, they it, it, in the story they they understand that they all sort of die for a cause and they're trying to eradicate this evil group of people who are slaughtering innocents and yeah you know, and causing all sorts of havoc and yeah but and yeah perhaps yeah you know, the, the, the characters react to the death of their comrades in a very um blase sort of way but it, it it's sort of yeah, you know, keeps with the whole. Yeah, you know, we have to. We have. We have. We have our mission. Their deaths cannot be in vain, right? Mm-hmm. We have to make it worth it. We have to keep going. We can't sit and grieve. And you know, there's time for that afterwards. We'll pour some wine. And, you know, I, I sort of imagine they're sort of thinking. You know, we'll pour them a glass of wine as we toast mm-hmm. to their heroic sacrifice, type of thing. Um, yeah, you know, and, and to some degree, that's that sort of. Um, I think that sort of aligns with sort of the Western uh, chivalric order type of thing, where knight, yeah, knights honor and they have to keep going type of thing until, yeah, or once they sort of everything, then that's that's when they sort of rest, or uh, when only only when the task is done can they be allowed to rest. Basically, is 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 how I'm sort of looking mm. at it. Well, and they and do... more, more, more is yet unseen at the end where it just cuts off and you don't see any more. The leader of a company may yet have to go and inform people that their families died and stuff and see the repercussions of that. In the moment, the deaths don't seem as as consequential. But Well, and it also, I think, makes for exciting viewing because you don't always know who's going to survive these things because people are just dropping left and right. And yeah. the heroes sometimes don't make it to the end of the movie. Sometimes they die. So, like... Um, uh, so, so you really don't know, and I find that, and in, I think in a lot of Western movies, especially, you kind of know, typically, maybe yeah, not, not as much there recently. Is, there is plot armor. People, people feel as if the main character can't possibly die. You know, he's got yeah. plot armor. He's he's going to be fine. Yeah. But... Um, and a lot of people do kind of feel, um, should should I say, comforted by that? But I'd say that with stuff like Game of Thrones as well, it shows that the mark, the audience was there for slightly more mature ones as well. Yeah, and that's why I say until recent years, because it has it's obviously become more more of a thing. Um, but uh, but again, the you know with Wuxia, one of the things I like is that I, I especially you know with this director, you just don't you know you don't know is the hero gonna like you know perish in a final battle or is he gonna um, you know is he gonna uh, is he gonna survive to the end. Uh, and we have a huge cast of characters like this. It's even less, even less clear. Um, and to some yeah. degree, I also think like all these deaths, you know, they, they make perfect sense. You have a war between two gangs of people. Like people are going to die, and at the end, every, the only winners are going to be are, are, are going to be the people who have lost, who, who have lost the least. Right? Yeah. Is the way I look at it. Right? And, and it, yeah, and, and it sort of highlights that sort of like tragic thing where in, in every war there aren't really any winners per se, and and, and just people who have yeah, people who 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 have lost less than the people who have completely been wiped out. Well, yeah, it's the world they inhabit. It's like it's that like like you said, it's like the, it's, you know that's that's the that's their world. So you're kind of it's taking the conceits of the world and uh, and it you know that's sort of the, the reality. Um, 
Have, have you seen Killer Clans, the movie Killer Clans, by any chance? No. Not myself. Oh, that we should maybe do that one at some point because that's kind of a related thing where they get into the um, uh, like exactly like Kenny was just saying, like the um, you know, like the natural outcome of a, of a world like this is is that you know. You, you know the the you know characters dying in that way and and people uh uh so the so the killer clans movie is very much about um uh you know feuding sex and the lengths that they'll go to to mm. to defeat each other and how that sort of just is this unending cycle of of of, of grudges and violence that just never you can't escape from um Oh, we can't forgive them. They attacked us I, two weeks ago, but we only attacked you because you attacked us three weeks before. But we only attacked you because then it keeps on going. Yeah, and it's kind of like like a lot of these. I, I think they're almost a little bit like gangster movies in that respect. Like there's that that um you know uh you know just that you, you kind of need like a massive body count over the course of the film. Um, yeah, <laughs> relieves relieves some much needed tension and stress. But um, but we've been going on for an hour and fifteen minutes, so I'm gonna end it there, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll be back on hopefully with another one of these in uh, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. So all right, uh, we'll talk to you later. 